This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Monday the 28th of June. In your Squeeze today, COVID across the nation. The search continues for the missing in Florida. A Northern Territory town's monumental moment. And welcome back, Sport Today. This is your Squeeze Today. No surprise what the lead story today is, Claire. We'll start in New South Wales, where everyone in Greater Sydney, the Blue Mountains, Central Coast, Wollongong and Shell Harbour regions are in two weeks of lockdown. As we know, New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian has resisted doing this. She has, and the reason for the firm response, she says, is there are a number of people infected with the Delta strain who have been circulating in the community for several days. There's also a growing list of exposure sites, so the idea is to lock it all down. That wasn't where it ended for COVID news over the weekend. Separate to the outbreak in Sydney, Queensland have reported three cases of community transmission over the weekend. Two of those are linked to an earlier case in Queensland, the other to an outbreak in the North Northern Territory, Claire. Yeah, what's happened in the Northern Territory is that there is a mine in the Tanami Desert, a fly-in, fly-out mine worker tested positive on Saturday. Officials believe that he caught that virus in hotel quarantine in Brisbane. But what has happened is that mine workers have flown out of that mine. Uh, They've been in Darwin, so there's a snap lockdown there for 48 hours. That came into place yesterday afternoon. But mine workers have also gone to other states. So there's concern about that. Yeah, WA has also had one case, a woman who travelled from Sydney. So a few restrictions back for those in the West. And also the travel bubble with New Zealand has been suspended for the whole nation. In summary, COVID is still wreaking absolute havoc on our lives. And we know we sound like a broken record, but expect lots of talk about the vaccine rollout. Yeah, that certainly was back in focus again yesterday. Federal Health Minister Greg Hunt was asked lots of questions when he faced the media to talk about what had happened over the weekend. What he said yesterday is that there are calls for the AstraZeneca vaccine to be made available to the under 40s, but he said that the federal government had to follow the health guidelines and the expert advice about the use of vaccines. Labor says that having just 5% of the Australian population fully vaccinated isn't good enough. With all this going on, Scott Morrison has called an emergency meeting of the National Security Committee of Cabinet specifically to talk about all of these outbreaks. And reports say he's also looking to get National Cabinet together this week. So that's all the state and territory leaders. Over to the US now, where over 150 people remain missing at the site of that apartment building that partially collapsed in Miami late last week. Nine people have now been confirmed to have died as a result of the collapse. Officials are worried that that list will increase from 150. There's no, of course, defined list of who was in that building at the time. You remember last week we talked very briefly about it. It collapsed at 1.30am, so certainly a time when people were home and sleeping. Uh, Lots of reporting over the weekend about who might have been there. Certainly families are very, very concerned and gathering at the site, really looking for advice from officials. Disappointing news on the weekend for them too. It emerged that there was an engineer's report done in 2018 that referenced really major structural damage to that apartment block. 
Yeah, lots of questions, of course, about how this happened. The building is located just north of Miami Beach in a suburb called Surfside. It was 13 storeys tall. Reports say about half of the 136 units that make up the building collapsed. When there's a new leader of a political party here in Australia, they get to choose their army, so to speak, I guess, Claire, their team. Barnaby Joyce revealed who was in and out as far as that goes for the Nationals yesterday. Yep, it might be a new Barnaby Joyce, but it's an old lens on who he wants around him in that senior team. Senator Bridget McKenzie is back in Cabinet. She was demoted last year over that sports grant scandal. She is going to be the Minister for Regionalisation. I didn't know that was a word, but regionalisation, regional communications and regional education. So she's got a lot of regional work to do. Uh, Also heading up is the New South Wales North Coast MP, Dr David Gillespie. He's becoming the Minister for Regional Health. And Queensland Senator Susan MacDonald is becoming the envoy uh, for Northern Australia. Uh, Going down that greasy pole is Veterans Affairs Minister Darren Chester. There was quite a bit of chat about him last week. He had quite a bit of support in the veterans community because he really has been at the forefront of pushing for a Royal Commission into suicide in the veteran community. That Royal Commission kicks off soon. How these things work is usually if you vote for the victor of a leadership spill, you get promoted, which appears to be the case for many here. As for Michael McCormack, the former leader, he didn't get a gig, so we'll now sit on the backbench. Jabiru, a town in the Northern Territory, which is just over 250 kilometres southeast of Darwin, it sits right at the doorstep of the Kakadu National Park, was established as a mining town in 1982. Mining stopped there in January, though, Claire, and now, after a 20-year-long campaign, it's been handed back to the traditional owners. Yeah, it's one of those cases where land rights has been a real issue. Of course, Kakadu is a World Heritage Park and that part of Australia has, of course, very deep ties to the local Indigenous community. So it really has been quite a fight and something that a lot of the world has had its eye on, particularly those who are involved with UNESCO, uh, given that World Heritage status. Yeah, big moment for the people there. Indigenous Australians Minister Ken Wyatt said the handover was a monumental moment in the history of land rights in this country. They're hoping to make it a real tourist destination. Plenty who have travelled in the NT Clare will have been to Jabiru. It's one place I haven't been. And now that I've done some Googling about the area, it's way up the top of my bucket list. Claire, today, as it turns out, is a really good day to relaunch our Sport Today podcast because (laughs) there's a whole heap of sports news around. More on that in a bit, but first, State of Origin. State of Origin, what a night for New South Wales. They took it out 26 to nil. That means that they have the series as well and there's one game to go. Where that's going to be played bit of doubt at the moment given the situation in Sydney. It's due to be played in Sydney but there'll be a lot talked about in that regard in the next couple of weeks. Yeah there sure will be. It's supposed to be played on the 14th of July in Sydney as you say because of COVID we will see. Man of the match last night was New South Wales captain James Tedesco. Overseas sport now and Wimbledon's kicked off Claire. Yeah big day for tennis fans. Uh, Two years off the grass is going to be really tricky for some experts say because of course when they're practicing and playing, it's usually on hard surfaces. So Wimbledon really is an art form of its own. 
that means that veterans like Serena Williams and Roger Federer could do well, some pundits say. Yeah, it's wide open. Ash Barty back and injury free as well, she says, so she's someone to watch. Fun fact about Wimbledon, Clare, crowds will be at half capacity and in order to attend, you have to show a negative COVID test or that you've been double vaccinated. Perhaps a little glimpse into the future for Aussie sport. Finally, the Tour de France started over the weekend and, gee, there's been some incidents already. Two really big stacks where uh, a lot of the peloton came down, particularly a second one where a person in the crowd held out a sign, wasn't looking at the riders coming up on them and took down most of the riders. So an incredible thing where riders are saying people just need to be really careful and, of course, they're back on course after COVID and crowd restrictions are largely lifted. So people need to be very, very careful careful. Take a step back, people. Just one step back. (laughs) And if you really want us to keep talking about what's happening in sport, then you should search for Sport Today in your podcast app and get the update from Sam and the team, Claire. It's going to be so good. We're really excited about sport today. Sam Ferris is someone who is new to the Squiz family and we've really enjoyed having him around and now we can't wait to hear the good work he's going to do. Yeah, he's a top bloke. He'll be joined by a couple of co-hosts, Martin Gabor and Danielle Kavanagh, all sports mad. A bit about Sam in particular because he's going to be leading the sport charge for us at the Squiz. He's a journo by trade. His last gig was with Cricket Australia. Some might recognise him as the host of the Unplayable podcast. So he brings a deep, deep love and knowledge of sport. That's what we're after. Like the Squeeze, Sport Today will get you across the big talking points, some of the quirky ones, not just the Aussie stuff, also sports news from around the world. And because, you know, we like a snappy morning podcast here, true to form, it'll be in your podcast app by 6.30am and wrapped up in 10 minutes. So if you're a sports lover, if you know a sports lover, give it a whirl. There's daily trivia too, Claire. Love that. Yeah, love a good quiz question. And before we go, very quick squeeze the day, Claire. Very quickly look out for the intergenerational report. We've got Treasurer Josh Frydenberg and the Treasury putting out their big projections for the next 40 years for Australia. So things like fertility, population, economy, it's a really big one. Yeah, there's a bit about that across the news already this morning. That's all from us today. Thanks as always for tuning into the Squeeze Today podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. talk a lot about cybercrime and hacking because almost every day there seems to be some breaking news about another big data breach. But NordVPN can help protect you online, kind of like a cyber bodyguard. It protects your personal and sensitive data while you're online to stop it from falling into the wrong hands. That way, you don't have to worry about keeping your identity and private data safe every time you log on. And even if you make a mistake and click on a dodgy link or open a suspicious email, NordVPN's threat protection will kick in and delete it before it makes a mess of your computer. To find out more and get a great discount, visit NordVPN. NordVPN.com forward slash squiz today.